like Timothy Chalamet or Timothy Chalamet. I don't know exactly. Timothy. It's got the the accent, so yeah. it should be Timothy, right? But I think it's Timothy. It's not Timothy. I think it might be. There's no way it's, it's Timothy. It's Timbuktu. This is. <laughs> But no, after after my my credit card was declined and she read through, not only did she hit the salt and straw charge, she also starts reading some charges that like I don't really remember that I spent. And she's like, I see two back to back charges at Starbucks. Was one of those fraud? And I said, No, one was coffee. And then I saw a cake pop. And then I went back in and bought it. And she goes, Oh, sorry, was it? But was that were though? Do you actually make two separate purchases? I'm like. Yes, I needed the cake pop, and I went back in. And she's like, okay, I was just checking, yeah. sir. And again, I was like... Did you get the cake pop first or second? Yeah, this yeah. is for the record. Uh, she's like, this is for the fraud alert. We need to... And I'm just like, I, I really started to hate myself. Was the cake pop good? We have it listed here as you did like it or no? No, I don't think I've ever liked a cake pop from Starbucks. Is that a hot take? I don't want anything in that little cabinet. <laughs> in that little cabinet? You know, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Because I'm worried they're going to take it out of there and heat that one up. That's not what I want. I pray not. But have you seen them make it? They just put in a little microwave bag and throw it in a... I don't like the way the food is prepared there. I mean, I have you ever been to an Applebee's? That stuff comes right out of a bag. But that I trust more, because <laughs> I don't see it happening. You're, you're just concerned with eating good in the neighborhood. I'm going to tell you else. this. If the buffalo wings at, at Applebee's, Chili's, mm. che- whatever, cheers, I was going to say. You said cheers? Yeah. yeah mm-hmm, cheers, sure. they didn't serve food. Yeah, uh, which is the place upstairs. You know, yeah, cheers didn't serve food. I don't think. Anywho, um, if they had it in a glass case... And you were looking at it, then I don't think I would want any of it because that's not appetizing. But when you go to like a place like a diner, like a late night mm-hmm. diner, and they have all like the cakes and stuff. Just cakes and pies, though. But will you eat a cake and pie out of a window? Yeah, because those for some reason feel like that's where they're supposed to be. <laughs> at a Starbucks, I don't think that's those look like display foods. It doesn't help that a cake pop in itself does look like a display item. I think it's it... waxy and fond- fondanty. Oh, my God. I, I do not love fondant. Fondant. fondant is the worst tasting thing it's I've a, ever it's had. It's a fondant for me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolute <laughs> I fondant. Yeah, I wrote that seven years ago. I've been waiting to use it. Um, yeah, when uh, fondant was really having its moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is weirdly named after Jane Fonda. I don't know if you knew that. Oh. Yeah, that's true. She created it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Between her exercise videos and her film career, she, right. yeah. She found um, time. Before we keep going, because I do want to talk about Jane Fonda, I want to get to our tea. Have you sipped your tea? I almost sipped it and then I refrained because no, I had remorse. Sip. <laughs> May I? Okay. Yeah, please. Let's see. Hold on. So, the tea today. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess before I introduce it, uh, you you're making a face. No good. Very subtle. I, look, a peek behind the curtain, please. You offered me multiple flavors. I did. We smelled them all. Yeah. I remember the names. Yeah. I think I remember which one we chose. Okay. But based off taste alone, I'm not certain. Okay, so the, the tea that we are drinking is Bird and Blend's Jelly and Ice Cream. That is the one I thought we Yes, had. yes. This is a rooibos tea. So for those steeping at home, this is at boiling. It's You could honestly, it says four plus. I usually do something like this for five or six. I'm You could play fast and loose. You can steep as long as you want. You really can. Because rooibos, they don't open up. Oh, like uh, the regular tea leaves. I, I feel like you're my, my, my students becoming the teacher. That's right. And I kind of <laughs> love it. Um, is it rooibos? Rooibos, yeah. Well, how did you have a pronunciation in your head before I said that? No. 
Roybos okay. is what I thought it was. Yeah. But I keep confused. When you say Roybos, I truly think of those like alliterations you'd use in math to remember like parentheses. Pemdas. Like Pemdas. That's the only one I know. Or Foil. like Roy G. Biv, like those kind of school. I love Roy G. Biv. Um, that was my <laughs> nickname in high school. Um, you would have an opinion on I, the yeah. colors of the rainbow. I have an opinion on everything. I know. Do you not feel that you have an opinion on everything? I don't. Really? I think I'm indifferent to almost everything. If I said these are the hardcore bands that are good and these are the hardcore bands that are not, you wouldn't have a strong opinion? I'd be like, sure, that's good for you. I like these. Mm. I don't like those. Um, I think in a conversation, I would find the thing we both agree on yeah, and yeah. go into that territory. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know hardcore well enough to know what is a hardcore I'm going to be completely honest. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone like, knows. You do. Could you name a hardcore band? The thing is, I don't know what the genre is. So, like, probably, like, when I think about the bands that I listened to in my younger years, like, I don't know if any of them fit the hardcore label. Mm -hmm. So, like, obviously, like, bands like Taking Back Sunday and things like that were more on, like, the screamo side of the house. And I don't think that's really hardcore. No, I, I would, they're barely on the screamo side. That's more like full blown emo. Emo. Like, third wave emo. That's like third pop, wave pop emo. punk emo. What is second wave emo? Or just like earlier emos more like... Like Dashboard? Well, they're kind of pop punky too. But the guy from Dashboard came out of a hardcore band. Now, that's a whole other subgenre of like hardcore bands that don't go. Then they like branch off and become a new band that's either more pop punk, more poppy, and that takes off. Do you think that the people who start in a genre and pivot to another genre do it because they enjoy the genre as much or because they think they could hit more success in the second genre? I'm willing to bet it's sometimes success, but also just like boredom. Well, I mean, like, like not, I want to do something else, you know, like not that this is the pinnacle of, of, of the height of music here, but like Sugar Ray started as a as like a, a much more metal based band. Sure. And then all of a sudden released Fly. Or like Smash Mouth was like a full ska punk band. I think they almost kind of held and on then, to it. A but hint. then you listen to their like their big hits, and they're kind of more uh, doing this kind of nostalgic fifties retro, yeah, like swing alternative sort of thing. I loved the album Astro Lounge. It's I, a good record. Yeah, it was really good, and I also loved the song "Walking on the Sun." It's a great song. Um, and then unfortunately, they made the song All Star, and then everyone was like, Who are these guys? You know what I think is so funny about All Star? And we can stop this if you don't want to talk about it. I don't, I, All Star. It's so personal to me that I really don't want you to say anything about <laughs> All -Star it. All Star was not written for necessarily, but it was on the Mystery Men soundtrack. If you remember the film Mystery Men with Ben Stiller, Do I remember amongst others. Hank Azaria has an incredible turn in Mystery Men, as does Janine Garofalo. Great film. It, and William H. Macy. Music video tie-in with All-Star, or with Mystery Men and All-Star. It's a, it's a tie-in music video. I didn't know that. It, you remember there's the scene where they audition everyone, like audition Absolutely. In the music video, it's the band Smash Mouth instead of the Mystery Men. Or maybe they auditioned too. I can't remember exactly. But anyway, remember that awesome limo sequence? Yes. They put them into that sequence. What happened to those kinds of crossovers? So I like, miss it. I remember um, it, there was a Timbaland and uh, Aaliyah song, Pick Yourself Up and Try Again, um, that had a tie-in with Romeo Must Die, mm -hmm. and that was laced through the music video. I think a lot about um, uh, Ghetto Superstar, yeah, ODB. Bullworth. From Bullworth, a movie I had no interest in seeing. Okay, I still, still haven't, haven't seen. I haven't seen it either. But at seven, I was like, I need to see this movie. I, that's all I wanted. Remember um, he was coming out of the guy's mouth in the cover? I didn't understand the cover. I, I will say, and this is going to date me, it's fine. When I used to go to like video stores, mm -hmm. 
I really picked based on the cover a Absolutely. lot. Yeah. The cover did so much to decide whether I should see this. Like, I'm trying to think of an example of a movie, a movie that truly ended up becoming a movie I genuinely enjoy and will watch anytime. Like, if it's if it happens to be on a streaming service and I spot it, I'm like, oh, I got to check this out. The movie Go. Yes. Got me because of the cover. Great cover. Yeah, it's a great cover. I always always look at the cover, flip it around, and be like, oh, yeah, that sounds reasonable. Yeah. What's the guy's name that did it? It's uh, his first movie. It was yeah, a, I, I wish I could remember the guy's name. I, well, it's so funny because I with the way I can talk to you about like like in a podcast, I'm like, ah, we're probably not going to use this section or that section. I feel like because you did everything reviewed for four years. Yeah, I think four. By the way, folks, you can still go and subscribe to everything reviewed. It's coming back. It's coming back. We've is been this, talking. Is oh, this it, an exclusive? Well, we we only ever went on hiatus. I remember, but it's been on hiatus for a while, and there are certain <laughs> Over people. <a> I'm not naming any names. Who mm-hmm. has heard every single episode? Sure, and I'm, I would like it back. We want it back. We're bringing it back. Um, we can say it's an exclusive. Uh, yeah, make it an exclusive. We don't have an official date yet, but it will come back. When you and Justin would riff on the episodes, would you ever like riff for a bit and go, "We need to cut that"? Constantly. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? Like, I, I bet that that is in every recording. Just Some, cut that. Edit it. Yeah, we would yeah. say that a lot, and we'd tell our guests, "We'd be like, we can cut anything, so like, feel free to do anything you want." I don't know on the episodes we did together what I said. By the time I would leave, I was like, I don't know actually what came out of my mouth. Buddy, that's we were living it every day. Yeah, we, yeah. We tell stories but like, I think we've told this before and then forget. My favorite thing, because for those that have never listened, there was a chunk of episodes where you recorded in the car. I think it was during COVID. Mm-hmm. And you would just talk about things you're seeing. You're like, what is oh, yeah. that woman doing? What is she? Because she's walking over to her. That's not There's her car. a lot of that. Yeah. It would be in parks. There'd be like kids taking their shirts off and be like we're recording we can't i hope you weren't like and it looks suspicious there was one time a guy came and worked out right next to us and he left his doors open with the music blaring as like his radio why didn't you move your car well, oh we you did. were in we separate had, cars and we were we were going we had already parked and started and tethered our cars and everything and then he was doing that and we we're like okay well now we have to move so you it's funny because you you've done you did the podcast incredibly well you had a podcast Thank before you. that did yes in yeah. defense it was called yeah um and you did that you're also an improviser and you also do a lot of sketches mm-hmm. what if you're ranking i don't want to make you choose your children here oh what's what's the order oh i mean i love all my kids right of equally. course uh i mean my first podcast can be last that's uh, yeah 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 that's the i would just say podcasting in general you know. Mm, yeah. Now I do want to say everything reviewed is the name of the podcast. Yeah. Justin Sherman, my co-host. Yes. Great comedian. He gets a lot guy. of mentioning on this pod, by the way. I've heard him in the Perkins episode. He mm. was your first guest. First guest. Great episode. Yeah. Listen to that one too. Yeah. A wonderful man, a wonderful friend. Just want to make sure we got that all out there. Yeah. And when we're gonna cut it. And you yeah, can cut yeah. this. No, yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, love doing the pod, love doing sketches. It was improv and improv sketches podcasting and your inevitable um entrance into stand up. I'm going to say sketches number one, pod number two, improv number three, and a distant, distant four is future stand-up. Um, well, you haven't started it yet. Once you, I've done it a few times. Don't forget I did that Hot Wheels bit I, I in know, college. I, yeah, I, here's the thing. And I, you wrote that on your notes, my Hot Wheels? I know. I've got it down. Yeah. I've got it down that you did the Hot Wheels bit. I love yeah. the Hot Wheels bit. Thank you. I um, No, because it's it's I've never felt like someone was better equipped to do stand-up that will not do it more than you. That's insane to me. Why is that insane? Because I don't feel equipped to do it at all. I don't feel equipped to do most of the things that I do in a day-to-day. I was listening to your pod today, and you were saying, like, I don't write material. 
I don't. You just go up and mess around. I have to. That's if I was up there with someone messing around, I'd be fine. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But by myself, I'd flounder. Just talking about, I'd lose steam so quickly. Um, you kind of just figure out where the laps are going, and once you are hitting areas where they're not following you, then you kind of go back. Like, I don't I, think I'm self-propelling with material like that. I, mean, I can riff on something you say, but I can't just go up and be like, I had a hot dog today, and it was weird. What's with, you know? You know what's funny? Every time someone does an impression of doing stand-up, it's always, what's the deal with hot dogs? <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know. We're all eating them. Uh, we are. We are. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, when you came out here, was the goal that, like, you're going to do improv? Yeah. Writing and doing improv. Okay. And, and how, how did that? Fine. <laughs> I did improv consistently till COVID hit. And then that kind of stopped because everything stopped. Yeah. And I did it once since. Once? And, and the one time I was with a friend, it was like a, a mashup team of friends or whatever. It wasn't Cobbler. It was not Cobbler. And one of my friends, Caitlin, she, we were sitting in the crowd and we were both looking at each other like, are we done with this? Is this the end? It's so funny because I, I had um, I had this this thought the other day where I was like, you know, I love ice cream. I eat ice cream a lot. There will eventually be a day where like the ice cream I eat on that day is the last ice cream I have for probably months. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just like go in and out of things, right? Right. You never know. Like you can't go into an improv show being like, this is going to be my last show. But your last show, whether you know it or not, like that's the one. One what, day it will be the last one. Was that yeah. a high note to go out on where you're like, I can leave this and be that's fine. A, you know what? I think it just convinced me to do it again. <laughs> you're right. No. Yeah. You Screw do that it. show. You, you we for, deserve to go out on a bang. Forget You did go out on a bang. You Everyone cheered and screamed. That's a good point. But it, the show itself was just okay. Yeah. We need more. I did get a staggering text in the Cobbler group text. Cobbler was my old team. Uh, that we're about to hit 10 years of being a team. Are you still a team? I mean, we're still talking to each other in the group chat. So, <laughs> if that's what it takes, I'm a team with a lot of people. We haven't had a show since early 2020. Okay. So, we still did good seven years of it. Did you ever do a live podcast recording at the Clubhouse? No, we did one live in Omaha and we reviewed Runza, the food chain. Did you throw out like mystery meat to the crowd? We may have thrown, we, I think we invited people to come on stage and eat some. I don't know. Do you, have you talked about Runza? With do you know Runza? I have no idea what Runza is. It's a it's a, a Nebraska fast food chain. Okay. And the way I would describe it is, it's kind of like a chopped beef sandwich meets like a hot pocket. It's like a a, a a long, slender, almost like a sub, but it's it's enclosed and there's like meat in it and a variety. You can get chicken or whatever. But. Anytime someone says slender, I always just think Slender Man. But like mm -hmm. I I. Yeah, slender sandwich. It's a slender sandwich. A slender man. Imagine sandwich. like a hot pocket. Yeah, hot pockets. Yeah, I yeah. got it. Stand up. I just came you up. Should with have that. him on here. Uh, Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. You know, he asked, and I yeah. was like, ooh, you know, maybe. <laughs> you got to figure out a tea he would like. Yeah. I, well, you know, I don't have a hot pocket flavored tea, Jim. Ugh. Um, stop. Now I would try it if there was one. I would. Just to know. I will. I, so when we were going through the teas that I was showing you, like I will, I will go after the strangest teas. Oh yeah, we, one of them was blueberry pancakes. Yeah, had to. What was the other one? Uh, bed knobs and broomsticks. So that's one of my favorite movies from my childhood. Okay. Have you ever seen it? Uh uh. <sighs> I just know it's old Disney, right? Uh yeah, and it's Angela Lansbury at her finest. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a great. Better movie. than as Mrs. Potts. 
well, that's a, that's that's the a, role it's animated, I know her from, but it's so good. Um, I mean, I'm gonna choose Bedhams and Brimsex because we get to see Ms. Lansbury. Okay. Proper. What can you give me the one liner on what it's about? I don't even know. Um, yes, it is um, a woman tasked with looking after three kids. I think that they might be orphans. I don't mm. remember. It's been a minute, but um, tasked with looking after three kids, and she happens to be into magic and casts a spell on the bed knob. And when you turn it three times, you essentially can travel to different places all around the world on the bed. Oh, so it's like a teleporting bed. Kind of, yeah. Okay. You can't go to like the dinosaur times, but like you it's can not go- time travel, simply yes. teleportation. Right. Well, and at one point they teleport into an animated experience. Oh. Yeah. So it's not just physical location. There is some. Yeah, they went into animation. I, there are some movies back in the day where they played a little fast and loose with the rules. Oh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, well, the rules are you can't go back in time, but you can go into an animation. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, let's make two of them. You know, I mean, that's kind of totally. Yeah, it was great. Okay, I mean, what was your? Did you not have a childhood movie where you're like, "This is my movie"? Ooh, mm, at that age, I mean, if we're like a big one for me was D two the Mighty Ducks. Ah, uh, I mean, specifically two. Well, that's the best one. Yes, and I I would argue you don't need one or three. To, I I like part of it. One. One's fine. I don't know that I even consider three as part of yeah, the Mighty should've. Ducks. Um, but two is the one with the opening with the rollers rollerblading in the mall. And through the Mall of America, yeah. It's one great. of the best openings ever. Great, great, great. Now that brings me to a really important question. Uh-huh. Is that one of the influences as to why you've become such a big rollerblader? Honestly, maybe. It could certainly be. Do you ever talk about how much you enjoy rollerblading? I feel like I associate you very strongly with rollerblading. I love rollerblading. How often do you rollerblade? I try to go every week, but it's been a lot longer than that. Where do you go? Do you just like go out, like maybe put on like some neon shorts, maybe a fun headband and just go on and do your thing? I'll do my little exercise shorts. I'll do some like some t- champion mesh shorts. Well, yeah, why? But when we I all first, have them. When I first got back into it, I was wearing an old pair of jeans because I was worried I was going to fall. I was like, well, at least I'll have the protection of the denim. Were you, did you ever play hockey? I did. So that's got to help you. But I didn't start until eighth grade. So this was after my Mighty Ducks love. Uh, so everything goes traces back to the Mighty Ducks. I was connecting it, but yeah. Yeah, I think that the Mighty Ducks, there's a scene, you may not remember it was cut, where they um, had a podcast where they reviewed things. And I feel like this all just there like... should have... They really... It could have used that. Yeah, well, I think it all traces back to your influences. Um, I can't break on rollerblades. I mean, it's... It's hard. You like lift your kind of the front of your foot up so your heel goes down, but like you don't if do you like have a hockey a break, stop. I took that break off. You do a hockey stop. I do the T stop. So you one foot remains forward, the other one you turn to a 90 degree angle and you drag it. Oh. So you're just one of them. The problem is it wears your wheels down a little. So you got to use it sparingly. And, then, and you got to switch. You got to be left foot forward for a bit, then right foot forward for a bit. You can also do the like bow your legs out. You oh, know, I like, do that. I do that on skis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you the snow? What do you the? Oh, pizza and uh, French fries. Yes. Do you catch the eyes of ladies when you're rollerblading? So many. Uh, honestly, I, I'm, I don't I'm, think so. I'm being serious. I don't think so. I see people skating. I have this one bike path I love. Yeah. In uh in Burbank, the Classic. Chandler bike path, it's called. Classic. Yeah. And I think it's about three miles from end to end. So I'll usually go about four. I'll do like ten miles. And I'm like, I'm too tired. I gotta go. 
You'll do ten miles. Yeah, I don't even drive ten miles. You, you know, like <laughs> that's true. Driving ten miles in this city, it's uh, you can't. You drive can't ten miles ten miles in this city. You're in San Diego. I, you know, I don't think I'm catching the eyes of ladies, but it might be because I'm also screaming to them about hardcore music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're rollerblading. You're like, have you heard early Metallica? <laughs> like, you know, they're just like, what? Yeah, they don't like that. What is this guy saying? Do you go? Do you do you lead in in a dating sequence? Do you lead with the fact you're like. Like, if they're like, so, like, what do you like to do? And you're like, I rollerblade. I've brought it up, certainly. Yeah. Okay. Look, I, I have the things I like to do, and I, I like them. I'm not ashamed of anything. You should But I'm be. also sometimes aware of, like, maybe don't lead with ska music. I mean, dude, I, I get nerdy <laughs> about tea. Like, I'm not standing that, on a pedestal. Yeah, but you got it locked down. You don't have to think about that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think had she known that I was this big into tea when we started dating, mm, she might have headed for the hills. Maybe. You did accuse her of breaking the tea kettle earlier. Uh, so. I, no, I do think that she <laughs> did damage the tea kettle. I stand by that. She um, got the, the coil part wet. I, yeah, which you're not supposed to do. I understand that. Um, should, should I end our engagement? Probably. I, call yeah. it off? Yeah, I've been wondering as I've been engaged, like what? Because you hear of people that call off their engagement. Sure, I've been like wondering, like outside of cheating, has anyone ever called it off? They're just like, I'm just not feeling it. I'm sure. It's really? Like, you know what? I don't think I want to do this anymore. Uh, that's crazy to me. Yeah, I had to be so sure that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with someone before proposing. That by the time I proposed, I was already so deeply convinced that I was like, oh, I'm good. How long were you together when you proposed? Um, three. Oh no, four years. Okay. Yeah. yeah so you was, had plenty of time to realize if she screwed up the tea kettle, we'll get a new one. Uh, no, I'll tell you right now. If she screwed up that tea kettle. Engagement over. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up. We're done. Wrap it up. Yeah. Um, understood. But yeah, no, I waited for a long time. I am. I I don't take enough risks in my life, and so I I wouldn't do it romantically either. I want to be sure. That's fair. Are you, it's a big swing huge i can't fathom proposing to someone oh it was so scary i even knew she'd say yes and i was still yeah. like sweating out of the front of my knees how long were you on the knee well when i was on the knee she wasn't facing me at first so right. i did have a bit of time to be like hey 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 jess jess and then she uh and then she like turns and genuinely had not clocked what was happening and just goes what are you doing <laughs> And, and, and I what and you doing down there? Yeah, yeah. What, what are you? Uh, what are you up to? You find you find a pebble? <laughs> and then did you say all your stuff before? No, she said. Ring? She said. She's like, "What are you doing?" Then I I I was holding the box. Okay. And then I motioned her over, and then she figured it out and goes, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and I was like, "Can you come here, please?" Uh-huh. And then she lost her mind. And then I cried. I made it about a sentence and a half in. Cried. She did not cry. And then. Um, I asked her and she shook her head yes. And then I, in the most romantic way possible, said, I'm going to need verbal confirmation. Good. <laughs> yeah. As if she was sitting in an exit row. Like, yeah. I need to hear the word. Uh, do you feel willing and able to assist your fellow right. passengers? <laughs> and you are on the road we call life. Yeah. Yeah. On that yeah. road. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, are, are, where are your emotions in terms of being an emotional person? Like, do you think when, if or when you propose, you will cry? Mm. No question. I will yeah. cry. Almost- I cry all the time. I do too. I cry at almost every movie now. What is the last movie you cried at? Oh, I mean, none come to mind. But just anytime it's like doing an emotion, if it's going for emotion, I'll get, I know what it was. Last week, I was visiting friends for Thanksgiving. Love it. Not to date the episode. No. And we watched Home Alone. And I cried at that moment when he's looking for his mom in the house. And then he goes outside and he sees her. And I cried. When you didn't cry at the part where the man talks about how he's estranged from his son. 
Oh yeah, I wasn't paying super close attention to that part. I'll be honest. It's a beautiful. Part. But that is a sweet part. Um, I saw a movie in theaters called The Holdovers, mm. and um, a Paul Giamatti flick. And the I, new, yeah, the new Alexander Payne. Yeah, I should. I want to see it. It looks good. I should have tear. A little slow, but I liked it a lot. Not everything needs to be speedy. Sure. It was a little slow, um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm like, you know, it's weird to think about the movies I've seen recently where it was like I saw Thanksgiving and then I saw The Holdovers. Did either of those make you cry? Well, did The Holdovers Thanksgiving, made me cry. Did Thanksgiving make you cry? You know, no. Okay. Uh, did you see it? Not yet. I do want to. Because you're a big horror movie guy. I do like scary movies, yeah. You know, this is as good a time as any to go to our, our uh, uh, first segment. Are you ready for the Newly Friend game? I'm so ready for the Newly My Friend boy. game. My boy! Let's go. The first segment is called the Newly Friend game. It's like the Newlywed game, but we're friends. Um, and I think if we were married, we'd both just cry all the time. That's true. Um, the way this works is I'm going to ask you a question. You're going to write down your answer. Don't say it out loud. Okay. I'm going to write down what I think your answer is, and then we'll flip the board and see if we got it right. Great. So um, I know you very well, and I know that you love horror movies. Mm-hmm. So my question for you, and don't answer this, write it down, is what is your favorite horror franchise? Oh. So not favorite movie. What is your favorite horror franchise? There could be two. Well, right. I'm between two. Uh, you're betwixt two franchises. Flip your board on three. One, two, three, flip. Friday the 13th, you wrote. I wrote Halloween. That's good. What makes you like that franchise so much? The first Halloween is the best movie of all the Halloweens, all the Friday the 13th, all the Nightmare on Elm Streets. I think the first Halloween is the best of all those. Holy crap. Okay. But I will say, all those franchises have stinkers. Halloween has the worst stinkers of all the franchises. I thought people said that um, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is the worst. 2 has its merits. Two people say is like absolute shenanigans. It's crazy. It's also, you know, it's like a, there's like a whole homosexual element to it, too. I know that the LGBTQIA community loves that film. Yeah. They it's been al- interpreted to have like kind of queer coding to it. Do you, do you feel Did you Absolutely. feel that? I, 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 I think if it. you watch, you're like, yeah, there's what's what are they doing? <laughs> if they're if it's not queer coded, why are they? showing why is the movie being presented this way i guess interesting yeah. okay so what was the what was the big stinker in the halloween franchise well i don't want to spoil anything oh just, well, I'll, I'll go back and watch them but like no, no no so like like the first three i think are good that's a pretty and good three i don't know if you know three does not have michael myers in it at all it does it does not take place essentially in that universe at all so people were mad because it came up. Now, I will say, I think it's a great movie, but it's more like a Celtic, witchy sort of horror movie, and there's no serial killer to it. There's no guy with a knife stabbing people. I have discovered, in going back and watching a bunch of horror movies, a lot based on your recommendation, which I really appreciate because mm-hmm. they helped me form my opinion. My opinion after watching a few different horror movies, I lean towards slashers over anything else. There is something to the the tension release kind of ebb and flow musically of like you can feel oh there's a kill coming oh here comes a, and you're like how are they gonna do it and they're you know you see someone in the shower you're like okay how are they going to get killed in the shower or are they not going to and there's this very nice expectation that plays with your head of like are they gonna do the thing i'm expecting are they gonna do something different yeah that's and why I, I hate anytime there's a scene in a movie where it is facing the driver in a car 
uh, by the side profile. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, this. if this doesn't get hit, you just put me through hell. And if it does get hit, what a nightmare. Because you know that you're, they're going to go through and you're going to see the car coming through the window. Is mm-hmm. that what you mean? Yeah, that drives me crazy. Cannot stand Because there's no reason. You, a similar thing. And now I go back and it drives me crazy. Anytime a character walks into a street, and you're like, they're going to get hit by a bus. Oh, it drives happens me- so often. I just rewatched Hot Rod, a movie I love. Oh, Hot Rod's great. And there's a gag where he walks into a street slowly. Like, I know he's going to get hit by a bus. You know what movie I didn't see it coming was Mean Girls. Yes, that is an exception. Because it breaks genre. You never think that would happen. Yeah, no. I, I was watching, I'm trying to remember what movie I was watching. I watched a different movie recently where somebody just gets hit by a bus. And I'm like, what? What? What mm-hmm. is happening? It always annoys me. Because you just see it a mile away. I saw a movie recently. I mentioned this in the pod already, but I have to say it again. I saw a movie recently called Slother House. I've seen the trailer for Slother House. It is the most absurd movie ever. And the crazy things like that happen. I don't know if that exactly happens, but crazy things like that happen where I just go, you know what? I'm not going to try to guess what's going on. Because at mm-hmm. this point, at one point, this is not spoiling anything. The sloth logs into a girl's phone, is upset at her Instagram uh, posts that she's been posting, and then steals her keys and drives her car away. A sloth logs into someone's phone? He uses face ID and points it at the girl. So her face opens the is phone. Is she like trapped or he she's just... She's sleeping. Oh. Which also I don't think it don't works. Don't they have like... Aren't their fingers like entirely nails? Yes. How could it swipe? I don't know. That's my issue with yeah, the yeah. killer sloth Well, movie. yeah, yeah. How do you swipe on the phone? When I was watching it with Jess, she was like... She's like, oh, okay. So the sloth is going to suffocate her with a pillow. And I'm like, sorry. So it the sloth driving a car didn't do anything for you. It was the it was the suffocating thing with the pillow, which really yeah. just it drove you crazy. Did they show the sloth start the car? No, they saw it grab just, its keys and go I would the love car. to see it like turning the engine on. Well, you adjusting hear, the mirror. You hear the sloth go, the ten, alternator's ten. not turning over. <laughs> and you're like, what? Um, wait, so let, let's finish the newly friend oh, yeah, game. Sorry. We'll do the same question. No, don't apologize. You're great. We'll do the same question for me. What is my favorite horror movie franchise? And I think, unfortunately, for better or worse, you, I think you now have some hints. Flip board on three. One, two, three. Flip. Shh. Oh, my. He got it wrong. You wrote Friday the 13th. I wrote Scream. Because you really talked about it. We didn't talk about Scream. I intentionally didn't talk about Scream because I knew it was my answer. So you saying your clue was that you did not mention it. No, my clue was like, I like slasher movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And That's you, a good answer. I love the Scream movies. I was so scared to see them as a kid. And as an adult, I watched them. And I watched every single one. And, yeah, there are some ones that are maybe not as fantastic mm-hmm. as love what you did with that marker thank you um for those that are listening he put the marker in the pocket of his cardigan that's right um loved it loved everything about it it yeah. was silly and meta and like uh, like winked at you but it also winked at itself what a charming mm-hmm. f- i loved it i enjoy them a Uh-oh. lot oh, no no no, no. there's I a butt coming no yeah. what i was gonna say was i not to name drop i worked on a little show called roseanne slash the connors and got to know uh, I'm gonna blank on her name. Roseanne Parr. No, who played Lori her sister? Metcalf. Lori Metcalf. Okay. And I was like, she was in Scream Two. Correct. Yeah. And where, that's where I was going with this. It was like, I was like, okay, cool. Like, Roseanne. I never watched it growing up. I didn't really have an affection for the show at all. Yeah. When I realized she was in Scream Two, I did freak out. In a good like, way. That's the killer from Scream Two. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really got excited. I mean, yeah, that's a big spoiler there. Um, <laughs> we're not going to mute it. The movie's pretty old. Yeah. I hope people have seen Scream Two by now. I, um, yeah, it was great. I, I just, it was so funny. Yeah. It, it never, it never purports to be any more serious than it is. And all the characters are fun. I can watch all of them. They could all have their own movie. Yeah. 
What were we talking about right before I interrupted? Oh, I said, what would you want? What you know? Oh, you directing. came out here to do improv. Yeah. And write. Mm-hmm. You you you've done both of those things. You are very. You have a very good eye and understanding because I we've done sketches together. I you essentially. Regardless of whether you want to say that it's directing or not, you have a directorial lens through which you look on anything that we're doing. It feels like a very natural step in my head for you to go in that direction. But is that not something you want to do? I think part of it, too, is just like, thank you, by the way. Of course. Um, this is a city where people go to like try to do the thing they love. Okay. A ton of people do that. Mm-hmm. And it is that thing of like, what's the... There's only so many hours in the day. Like, what am I going to chase the hardest? And there's mm. some stuff where it's like... Do I like stand up? Sure. I could do it. But am I going to go hit mics every night? Like the people I know that are, I think are so good at it, like you and oh, Justin and stop. many others that have going. been on here. I need it. Yeah. Go on every night. And I think they're the funniest people in the world and they're still struggling with climbing the ladder. So I'm like, why would I put energy into that thing if I don't even feel I have enough? You know what I mean? Or like no, acting, I, get that. I feel that way too. I love to act. Yeah. Very good actor. But I don't want, thank you. But I also don't want to like go on auditions. Yeah, I, I I think about that, but I also often think to myself the phrase like "Why not me?" Right? Sure. Like when you see someone like like Timothy Chalamet or Timothy mm-hmm. Chalamet, I don't know exactly. Timothy. Timothy. Is it Timothy? I think uh, so. Yeah. So, uh, and I think he's super duper talented. If like, it's just Timothy, he should just spell it the normal way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think it is. I think um, it is pronounced Timothy though. I th- but I think it's French. It's got the the accent, so yeah. it, it should be Timothy, right? But I think it's Timothy. It's not Timothy. I think it might be. There's no way it's it, Timothy. It's Timbuktu. <laughs> You're kidding about Timothy. No, I don't think so. You think it is Timothy. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I think it is. I'm saying I think there's a pos- There's a very distinct possibility. There's a Timothy. non-zero chance that it is Timothy. Correct. Now, okay. is it like Timon and Pumbaa? No, but like it could be. I want this to be a clip, and I want you to get destroyed. Um, Yeah, because people are like, Timothy? How did uh Daryl Hammond say it? That's how I go, like... My brain goes to, like, have I heard Don Pardo say this name? Well, first off, I think it would have been Daryl and not right. Don for, but for, I was, yes. for Timothy. But uh, can I just I just continue with it for the rest of the yeah. episode? <laughs> Timothy. Timothy. Um, I, I think he said it once on Graham Norton. Okay. And, and he corrected the pronunciation, mm-hmm. but said, I don't correct people on it. Okay. That could be. Right. So, like, I am one of those people who, like, my last name would be mispronounced by teachers my entire life. So little in terms of the actual mispronunciation. It was Lanzet instead of Lanzet. Right. But I was someone who would be like, oh, it's actually Lanzet. Sure. Good. You know, and I would do that. But there are people who, if they got close, like, if they called you Joey Bergen, which I'm sure has happened, you might be like, I'm just going to let it go. If it, truly, if it's like, if this is the only time I'm going to hear this, I don't care. But if they're like, if they're someone you're going to see a lot, you're like, it's actually Berggren. Yeah. I remember it, I did a, like a Pop Warner football in yeah. like middle school. Sure. And they would, we'd tape our last names to the front of the helmet. Interesting. So it'd be like, because if it was Praxor, we wouldn't have a number. Oh, did, oh, did I we? see. I don't even know. But it did have our last name. Yeah. And I get all sorts of different people yelling my name. But I remember a coach did call me Bergeron. Like, like. Cameron Bergeron like or Tom. Harrison Bergeron? I don't know. Harry. Uh, Tom Bergeron is the former America's Funniest Home Videos guy. I believe I believe it's Harrison, but there's a there's a book, a, uh, a short story. I think it's called Harrison Bergeron mm-hmm. about a uh, society where 
they equalize everybody. So like if you're good looking, they make you wear something on your face. If you're tall, that you know, too tall, they make you wear weights on your like weighted shoulder pads to make you slouch. Mm-hmm. Like they do all these things to make a society equal. Interesting. Yeah. I don't Does know. it work? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, the book is not, or the short story is not about whether oh, it's a it short works. story. It's okay. a short story. Yeah. So it's our, it implies that this world has already been created. This yes, 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 yes. I see. Okay. Um, that but, feels like it'd be a hard thing to get off the ground. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Hey, this yeah. is what we're going to do from now on. People are like, mm, no, I'm I not mean, wearing got, these books. They got the Hunger Games premise. I think they're like, all right, so every time someone's going to fight to the death. And That's a good point. 11 of you are going to die, and, and everyone in this society went, yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll volunteer. Yeah. I would never volunteer to be tribute. I've never seen those. I just know there's the volunteer stuff. Interesting. Those were fun. Um, but so you, so okay, so like obviously some of these things we talked about would take up a lot of time. Sure. What what is your what's your ideal? What's the dream? You can have you can you can snap your fingers. The dream has arrived. What is it? I would really like to write for a show. Okay. Not your own show. Or my own show. I guess this is the dream dream, right? Yeah. How indifferent can you be that when you dream dream is I want to write for someone else's show? I think truly it's just like the the next step is kind of the dream, you know? But honestly, truthfully, what I've always said is like, because people talk about fame or whatever, I just want to be known for the things I want to do. Which are what? Comedy stuff. Okay. Writing, performing, whatever it may be. But I would like to be known as like, I want that to be... You, if I had a Wikipedia, you want to be the next Key and Peel. Both of them? Well, I figured you and Justin would each take one. Oh, that'd be great. I'd love that. Yeah, yeah a sketch that. show would be amazing. Right. Do it like a Tim Robinson career would be stellar. Tim Robinson is someone whose comedy is the most specific to him of anybody ever. And there are those of us, I think you and I are in this camp, that are like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Absolutely. And there are other people who watch it because I've seen this happen where yeah. I try and show someone a clip where they go. What is happening? And I'm like, it, I guess it's a kind of if you get it, you get it kind yeah. of stuff. It is interesting because I've had that same thing too. I'm like, why is this not hitting? But it does hit. There are celebrities that stop him on red carpets to be like, oh my God. Totally. But then there's other people. I've had the same thing showing to people who's like, I don't think this is funny. Or I think it's all the same. And I'm like, I guess there's a world where you could think he's getting angry every time. But, but he's not. Right. The thing with it, too, and maybe it's this, a little inside baseball or whatever, but mm. like knowing how many layers there are to the joke. Oh, yeah. Because I think we're also thinking big picture, like not to navel gaze, but just there, there is like it, the further down you dig, the more you're like, oh, that's they set this up or this one line implies this. And do you have trouble watching sketches because you write so many of them that you're like, I love watching sketches. Interesting. For that very reason. Because you, you can, I would think you dissect them so hard. You're like, Oh, you know, you're I, like, I, I think it's kind of like the horror movie where it's like, I, I, once you see the patterns, you're like, I want to see how closely they're, fo- how close this cover is to the sure. original before it does something like, Oh, that's a fun take or that's a unique twist. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, like I once saw a sketch where, there were seven Kevins, and um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, for those listening, that that is Joey's sketch. Um, I only wrote the music on that one, and would, by write, I mean I rewrote the theme song. <laughs> right, but I just mean you, you and I. I consider all of those you and Justin. But collapsed. that one they did without me for the most part. Oh, okay. Yeah. I consider all. I just those. want to take credit for Justin's beautiful brain. I think. Well, I think the two of you. There are you two are very uh, complimentary seasonings. Like yeah. we we did a sketch not not to hype my you know a sketch I was in but we did Bidney Budney mm-hmm. a sketch where, great sketch great sketch where the two of you each bring completely different 
seasonings to it. Justin is playing that kind of silly, dumb guy. You are bringing one where you seem to have an authority and yet we soon discover are just as dumb as he mm-hmm. is. I, I like that. Yeah. I think that the two of you have very nice complimentary approaches. You yeah, know what I mean? We like working together. We, I'm very lucky to have that guy. And, and you're phenomenal in that sketch, Stop, by the way. but keep going. Not just saying. You're really, um, really... People, everyone should watch it. Um, no, it's great. It's a really, really good sketch. This feels like as good a time as any to go to the lightning round. Are you ready? Yes. This is the lightning round. It's the uh, five questions we ask every guest at the end of an episode. They're five fast questions. They do not have to be fast answers. And I use an index card because it makes me feel like a late night talk show host. Um, it's a big card, too. So that's the thing. Uh-huh. I wanted a big card because I know like all the Jimmies mm-hmm. used a big card. They got into it. You know, I don't think Sam B did a lot of desk uh, segments, but maybe if she had, she would have used a big card. Mm-hmm. It feels like like Johnny Carson, you know, the, the big card. Can I make a small suggestion? Please. You should print a card with your logo on the back. Oh, yes, we should. We did that for a sketch. Justin uh-huh. and I, and it was not, dif- I thought it would be hard to do that. Yeah. You can just go to a FedEx Kinko's and just print. give them a card. Give them like, that piece of paper. Give them that card and say, put this logo on it. I, um, I was told by multiple people that I should, cause our logo f- is circular and it fits well on a sticker. And someone's like, mm-hmm. how do you not have stickers? I was like, I don't know. Make stickers. Yeah. I should make stickers. Yeah. I'll help you if you need. Yeah. With both of those two things. Would, you should make cards. If too. I gave you a sticker, would you put it on your water bottle? Absolutely. Yes. I'll okay. put it on my car. Me too. Windshield right in, yeah, in front say, of where yeah, the yeah, eye. Yeah, exactly yeah. where I need to be looking. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Question one. Mm-hmm. What is a favorite ritual of yours? So I love <sighs> brewing tea. What would be one of yours? I did think about these. Mm. D- does it have to be a morning ritual? No. Okay. You mean a ritual? I love listening to records. That's, fin- that's I a love great to answer. sit down. Uh-huh. I guess I'm not sitting yet. But I have the the record shelf. It's like underneath. It's on the floor. So I'll sit down and I'll look through all of them. Be like, this is. I'll kind of like pull them out just enough to go. This is what I'm going to listen to tonight. And then I I'm really proud of this. I've got this like gallery wall above it, and there's three little record shelves. I kind of like hid them in the gallery wall. Okay. So then I can kind of have like a what's on deck. What am I listening to? And I'll usually pull like three. Okay. Like these are the three I'm going to listen to tonight. Is it is your collection a mix of new and old? Is it more? Yes. Okay. It's a lot of everything. It's a lot of old. A lot of stuff I inherited or found at used stores. Oh. Yeah. What would be an example of like one of your favorites that you have in your collection? Ooh. Of all of them? Do you have tons? I don't know how big your collection is. I think I have I think I have somewhere between one fifty and two hundred. That's a lot. What is the one that you've pulled recently where you go, This is a gem? Mmm. Mmm. I mean, I've got a few do you know Mondo? The Sounds familiar. They're out of Texas, I think they do a lot of like film scores and stuff okay. on vinyl. Um, I have they have the Joe's and the Pussycat soundtrack, the a new f- one or the ri- the old. It is the soundtrack of the film from with, the early Rachel 2000s. Lee Cook. Yes, yeah. Have you seen that film? No. One of my personal favorites. Is that true? I think you would really like it. I s- it is a phenomenal movie. Really, I think you would love it. It is the writer director duo from Can't Hardly Wait, which if is one like, of my favorite movies of all. Time. You will love Joe's and the Pussycats. Really? You will love Joe's and the Pussycats. Josh, uh, when I say love, I really think you will really, really love that movie. I just love when he's like, Mike threw out my rainforest diorama out the window. It rains here no more. <laughs> um, question two. What is a running bit you have with a friend or partner that makes you laugh? I have a lot of good bits with my sister. Coley. Coley. Shout out. Shout out to Coley. I, a few years ago, she was out here and she bought new headphones, some Beats. Sure. And we, 
<laughs> like we should try them out. And so she had them. I don't remember who was listening to what, but one of us Bluetooth take me out to the ball game as like the like the first song you listen to when you try the new headphones out. And now it's a running bit where we put on take me out to the ball game. If we're in the car together, if we're at home, we'll try to get Alexa to play take me out to the ball game without anyone hearing it. Do you try and do it to each other? Like if she's like hanging out, you're like, hey, can you come here for a second? And then just boom, you play. We've certainly done that before. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do, and I'm going to like J- Jess could not hate this more, is um, we have a, uh, a Sono soundbar, okay. which I can access from my phone. Right. And sometimes if I'm downstairs and she's up here and she's trying to focus, there was a movie that came out, maybe it was five years ago, maybe. It was, um, oh my God, I'm forgetting the name right now. It wasn't the, the oh, Ready or Not was the movie. Yeah. So there, there was a movie that came out five years ago, Ready or Not. In there, there is a song that is called Hide and Seek, where it's like an old-timey song that they mm. play at the end of the movie, and it's creepy. And I will cue that up and play it when she's up here, and she will get so mad. <laughs> She'll be like, turn this shit off! Does she know immediately? Is it one of those songs where like, the second you hear it, you're like, oh, yep. he's playing the song? There was one time we um, we, we, dro- we stopped off. I think I like had to run in and, and get like one. You ever have where like, you buy groceries and you forget the one thing you needed to make the yes. recipe? So we went back, and I had to get the thing. And she's like, I'm staying in the car. And I was like, okay. And then while she's staying in the car, I walk out of sight and just start playing the thing. <laughs> and I just hear... Josh and I'm like okay the best part of that one is like you do it and you don't even need to see the results you're like I'm doing it and I can just walk away and yep oh absolutely it's, it's fun so every funny. time god that yeah that must hit every single time you it do really it. does um anywho uh question three what is a controversial opinion that you have hmm oh this is big I think this is a big one this I've told a few friends in confidence when it comes to dating yeah a big red flag for me mm-hmm. is if a woman has a dog any kind of dog? A dog, period. So not a little yappy dog. Any dog. Tell me more. So one, if you're a single person with a dog, you have to be home a lot to take care of it. That's true. Which means any social interaction will have a clear like end of the line, I have to go home, including a spending the night situation. True. And as a person who doesn't have a pet, the couple people I've lightly seen who have a, a dog, specifically a dog, Suddenly, I got to go over there all the time. Suddenly, and eventually it gets to a point where it's like, well, could you take him out? Could you help me out with it? And it's like, no, I don't want to. I didn't get a dog, you see. And you got the dog. So, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to take This is out. your thing. You chose to have this deal. And then if things work out, now you have now a dog. Now I have a dog? Yeah. So, look, I'll give a person a chance if they have a dog. It's certainly not a, like, no-fly zone. But it is a red flag. But it is for sure something I'm conscious of immediately. Now, for you, you're saying if a woman has one, do you think that if a woman is single, she's dating a guy, same thing? Guy having a dog, red flag. Presumably. Mm-hmm. I would certainly understand if they're like, yeah, I don't want to date guys with dogs. I'm like, hell no. I agree. Uh, question four. Mm-hmm. Have you ever experienced imposter syndrome? And if so, is there a particular moment that sticks with you? This one. What? Define imposter syndrome. Uh, feeling like a fraud, doubting your own abilities, feeling like you've been given an opportunity that you personally don't think you deserve. I, I always thought it was just that last thing of like, I'm not supposed to be where I am. Well, feeling like a fraud, I think, plays into that. You know what I mean? Like, if you you wouldn't feel like a fraud if you're sitting on your couch. I mean, maybe you would. But like, that's a good point. I would feel like a fraud if I'm in a, if I'm put in a position where I don't think I deserve it or I don't think I'm prepared for it or I think other people would be better choices. Yeah. Like. 
you know, this is a very, this is one on a minor scale, but like our mutual friend, Justin is always like, I think you're going to make it as a comedian, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, when is he going to realize I suck? You know what I mean? So it's like stuff like that. You can have them on a micro scale. Yeah. I don't think I have it that much. That's great. To be honest. Like, for example, what you just said with Justin, it's like, he, cause he said similar things to me or you've said similar things to me. These are people I trust. Because sure. I think the same about you guys. Sure. So it's the thing where, like, at this point, I I believe you. Yeah. If my childhood neighbor says, I think you're going place, I'll be like, thank you. And then <laughs> not really take it to heart, you know? Well, your childhood neighbor would be like, I've got something you use on in one of your sketches. Could one you ask your dad where the lawnmower is that I lent him? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, not really. I guess, no. That's a great answer. I don't think. You don't need to. I'm not trying to tell you that you have I know, it. but it feels like a thing that's bad to not have. Why? I don't know. I feel like you have imposter syndrome about not having imposter syndrome. Maybe that's it. Now we went full circle. I actually think you're right. I think I do have imposter syndrome about having imposter syndrome. But I think we've now, yeah, we've hit it. Because now I'm like, I should have it and I don't. Yeah, we. you know how they say if you if you dig deep enough, you know, you hit the other side of the earth? I think we just did that. Yeah. Um, Our head popped up in Beijing. Yeah, sure. If which, that's what the other side of the Which I'd like is. to visit. I, my geography is not good enough to be able if to tell you. If we could go through and be there... That'd be great. I genuinely don't know if we drilled for the spot we're in right now and guy came to the other side. I have no clue where we'd be. I don't think it'd be Beijing. Uh, I don't know. I also, you hit the core in Magma and we can't well, then, do Yeah, it. and then we're done. Hmm. I, I, there's no part of me in this conversation that thought, we should try this, but I am. I have had the thought of like, if you if it was a clean hole, if it was a tube with protective siding yeah. through the earth, at some point, gravity would pull you back the other way. I think that there's got to be a website you can Google where you put in uh, an intersection, an address, whatever, and it tells you where the opposite point is on the Earth. Certainly that exists. It's got to be. got to be. Can you, like, flip longitude and latitude? There's got to be a mathematic way to just be like, oh, just make the negatives positives, and now you're on the other side. Longies and laddies. Yeah, if you just flip the negatives, is it? I genuinely don't know. I don't either. You're touching on a topic. I mean, geography is not for me. Uh, why did I think you would know when I definitely don't? Know? I certainly don't know. I think by, uh, of the two of us, it would be you, not me. I don't think that. Well, I think that now we both have imposter syndrome. Yeah, that may be. <laughs> Final question got. for you. Okay. I typically ask people what their favorite tea is, but I know you're not a big tea drinker. So I would say, what is your favorite tea or what is your favorite comfort? I've got a two pairs of socks that I love. Yeah. I don't know why. They're just like gym socks. They're Mishka brand, if you know them. I don't. But it's got a little eyeball on it and they're just very comfortable, but they're really warm. Okay. So I only wear them if it's like a cool night. And I'm like winding down. I'm going, I'm these are, it's the day for these socks. I love that. And I think because I only wear them when it's chilly and I want to get comfortable. Yeah. They're like my go tos. Oh, that's a great answer. Socks. Um, okay. Well, that's the pod. How do you feel? Great. Good. Thank no, you for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah. This was great. That was Joey Bergen. You can find him on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Joey Bergen. We'll be back next week. So until then, happy steeping. Yeah, no, most people I dated, like, I hope they're all doing well, and I hope life's treating them as well as it can. Wow, that's big of you. You're not like that. No. I wish them all the best, but... Is there one ex, obviously don't say their name, where you just think about them and you just go, Ugh. I honestly don't hope you're doing... I hope Josh, you're not there's doing great. Multiple like that. <laughs> I enough. mean, look, I hope they find their own happiness. Oh, I thought there might be someone where you go, I hope you don't find happiness. Uh, I don't, probably don't think that. I think I want everyone to be happy. Oh, I, I don't. Just be happy separately of me.